You ever want to know what's going on in the real estate market from somebody who's actually in it? Not just national headlines or news channels that just want to stoke fear, but what's really actually going on? And how do things kind of operate in the real estate world? Well, you found the right spot. I'm Michelle Vogel, and this is The Realtor Lady, and I will tell you everything you want to know about real estate from my perspective here where I sit in Santa Cruz, California. So tell your friends you can't talk right now because you are with The Realtor Lady. Are you wondering how to buy a foreclosed home in California? Or better yet, in Santa Cruz County? Because that's where I specialize. Hi, I'm Michelle Uplogel, Coldwell Banker Realty. And I thought, because I'm seeing a lot of news articles kind of rise to the top online about foreclosures, pre-foreclosures, not as much about short sales, but I thought I would define them to the best of my knowledge because honestly, I've worked in this quite a bit throughout my career, but I'm not a teacher. So hopefully I explain it well for you. So I'm going to explain a few terms for you. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit what it would look like if you went that route of buying a pre-foreclosure, foreclosure, or possibly short-sailed home here in Santa Cruz County. So first, let's start with pre-foreclosure. I mean, that's pretty easy, right? It's before it's foreclosed, and that's where the owner has stopped making payments. Now, according to the website I'm going to link below, they say four months, but it depends on the the um, power of sale clause in your note. Like, how long do they have? I mean, they could have less than four months. They could have just 30 days. The idea is, though, a pre-foreclosure is you stop making your payment, and now the bank has kind of probably made you, you know, just a little phone call like, hey, we're wondering if you're going to make that payment, you know, but it doesn't really sound like that. It's going to be like, this is a debt collector and you agree to blah, blah, blah. And then they, I mean, this whole thing goes on and on um, before you actually get to somebody who says, oh, by the way, we need you to make your payment. And they're really, really, really nice till they're not. Anyway, just so you know, because when I've had to call on behalf of clients, because I we do have a permission slip where we can actually call the bank for you. And I've called and they're really nice, but then at some point they turn. And that's usually like when it's been over, you know, a big period of time or they feel the owner is not working with them. So pre-foreclosure is basically payments not made. The bank is going to contact you and they're going to say, hey, can you, uh, you know, can you do something about this? Now, I was watching a pre-foreclosure um, in South County here in Santa Cruz County, and I was watching it where I could tell that some notices have been filed against the seller or owner, well, seller, seller owner, because it was on the market. And it was basically like, hey, dude, get your, get, you know, get your, uh, get your act together. We, we want our payment, right? You could kind of see the notices were trying to kind of shove them along. And then it all got taken off. So either they got an offer and they decided to withdraw the property because they got too much activity on it, or they made a deal with this owner. And in pre-foreclosure is where the owner can make, not a deal, because there's really no deal when you are dealing with the bank, but there might be a tiny bit of grace where they can put the payments to the back end. They can suspend them. They don't like to do that. They like to get a little bit of payment each month. Why? Because it renews your contract with them. So keep that in mind. Anytime you make a payment, you're renewing a contract. 
And that goes for a lot of things, by the way. Anyway, so they like to get a little bit of money, but they may take less. Say you go, um, you know what? I lost my job. I was lead mechanic at the, the auto body, and I was making such and such when I bought this house. But because business has been slow, I've been, you know, now I'm, I'm just a shopkeeper and I do a little bit of work. And they say, great, how much do you make? And they actually do the calculations and they say, can you make this payment? And you say, yeah. And they go, sounds great. Then they take that difference and they put it to the back. Or they give you uh, an agreement that says, you got two years to make this payment. Go ahead and get a better job. Get back to that lead auto body person, right? And uh, then we'll reinstate it as it was, but everything still gets put to the back with some very annoying fees. You will also be subject at that point to an appraisal. They will come out and take the value at the home and they will want to do that and some extra paperwork. And then you will probably be asked to sign, you know, it's been a few years since I've done this, but you will be asked to sign a new um, agreement stating you are going to pay a little bit less, but you're going to pay it at the back end. So that's pre-foreclosure. There are some of those homes coming along, but honestly, I'm not seeing them on the market um, going into pending contract statuses. I'm seeing them as expired or withdrawn, which usually indicates the property has been taken off the market. So there's a couple different things that happen there. Um, family, friends may go, what do you mean you only owe 300000 and you can't make that payment, which is a great payment on, you know, 300000 probably back in 2018, not a bad interest rate, will lend you the money or will become a partner with you. I mean, there's all kinds of things that happen. Third-party companies like short sale, pre-foreclosure, even foreclosure companies come and talk with you and they kind of try to get in your pocket. But when there's equity there, the bank will work with you. They really do try to work with you, I believe, because one of the things that I see as an indicator is I see these things come up, but I don't see them stay. So there is a short sale that came up down the street for me, and I'm going to go view it tomorrow. And I do believe it's because that owner, um, they over-encumbered it and they took out more um, loans on it. So let's talk about short sales before we get to foreclosures. What are short sales? Short sales are when you, uh, and this was very prominent in our last class, uh, cla uh, class, clash, cl <laughs> crash. Uh, it starts with a C. The last mortgage crash was really where people had bought homes way too high. And then the interest rate shifted and they could no longer make the payment or afford that house on where the interest rate took it to. Or, you know, the value of the home too was just too high and it really wasn't worth that anymore either. But what if you had a short sale today, and there is one where it looks like the owner took out over 1.8 to almost $2 million in loans on the property. I'm not sure what that person was doing because it doesn't look like the improvements were put in the house. And it is on the market and just reduced for around one seven. So what I see happening is they've over-encumbered it. They took out too many loans on it. They can't make the payment and they need to pay less than what's owed on it. So two million's owed on it. They 
are, have it listed at 1.7 because they had it listed a little higher than that and nobody stepped up. So they're actually going to sell it for less than they owe. Therefore, short sale. Now, banks don't always like to take less than they're owed. They do have a percentage that they'll take, you know, so many, you know, pennies on the dollar or so many dollars on the, okay, Michelle, stay out of formulas. Anyway, they have a formula of what they'll take. So sometimes you'll see a property on the market and you'll be like, oh, short sale. I want to buy that. I can offer less. The bank will take less because they just want to get rid of it, right? Oh my gosh, I cannot tell you how many times I heard that in my career. I'm going to offer them less because they want to get rid of it, right? Uh, banks aren't that easy. They are very shrewd. They have an investment there on their books and they really want to get that. Don't forget, it's not just the value today, but it's the perceived value that they're going to get over the lifetime of the loan. And that money is tied up in investments and, you know, those big, um, blocks of investments that 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 lenders make and th that those those funds actually go into. So they're not crazy. They're not going to just like, you know, great, sounds great. Let me throw you the keys. They want to have a discussion and if they've priced it, if the bank has actually priced it, then you really want to find out what their number is if you can and sometimes the person negotiating with the bank can find that out. Not always, but you can certainly see if you can kind of nudge in there and figure out, and maybe it isn't the list price. Maybe it's a little bit less. I would say right at this point, probably not. Values are still pretty high and inventory is still pretty low. So I'm going to tell you probably not so much now, but you never know. So a short sale is less than what's owed. This one can be a little harder. Now, I'm going to talk about it with foreclosures, but I'll tell you, these things can take forever. Ever. They they have their processes. Um, they 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 have a, they have investors that have actually invested in this um, package that this loan is tied up into, and you have to get their approval. And it could take a long time. So keep one thing in mind with all of this: it's not a quick sale. So if you're if you, you know, if you have a pregnancy in the family and you, you know, you, you guys want to get in there and nest and, you know, put that nursery together, uh, your, your kid could definitely be in preschool by the time this thing gets settled, but you never know. Deed in lieu of foreclosure. I'm just going to throw that one out really quickly. That's where the person basically walks out, throws the keys back in, signs a piece of paper and says, you can have it. Equity and all. I'm done. I want out. I believe they are actually supposed to give you the equity, but I don't know. I haven't been around where that one actually, um, I've had only a few deed and lieu uh, foreclosures where the person just said, no, I, I don't, I don't want to try and sell it. I don't, I don't want to deal with anything. I just want to be done and I want to go somewhere and just hide from this whole home buying mess. Um, and it, it, there wasn't any uh, equity there. So I, I don't really quite know from experience how that one works. All right, foreclosure, let's get in there. I'm talking way too much. There's a judicial and non-judicial. Judicial is where it goes for the courts, and sometimes they do. Sometimes the owner is really tied in that property and other things are tied to it, and the lender might actually take them to court to actually foreclose on the property, but most of them are non-judicial. That's a process where you um, you get a notice of default, then um, you have 90 days to cure that. Then you get a notice of sell. 
And then if you don't pay any of that or pay any of them in attention, uh, then you will get a notice of trustee sale. And on there will be a date and time of when they're going to sell your home. Most people start paying attention at the notice of default. I, I can't say always, but uh, definitely notice a sale. As a realtor, I used to get the call. Like, I got this paperwork and now it's looking really serious. What do I do? Well, through all of this, you know, you always want to call your bank, but you know, having a realtor or a, a, a lawyer on board is always a good way too when you're talking to the banks to understand some of the big words they're going to use and some of the things they're going to leave out. Because really, as you will hear a million times every time you call a bank or a lender, they are a debt collector. All right. So if you want to buy one, what do you do? Well, first you want to know if it's a pre-foreclosure. Where are they in the process? Is it a notice of default? Is it a notice of sale? Or do they have the trustee sale date? And that's where things get a little serious. You may not be able to actually get in there by that time. And sometimes when it's gone there, it's a little too far gone. Notice of trustee sale is usually where that investor group is waiting on the sidelines to grab that property and flip that property. Um, they are always watching all the other notices, but the one that really you know, gets their attention is the end one. That's where it's going to be sold soon and I have a chance to grab it and flip that property. So for you, what would you need to do if it was actually in that process. So the reason you need to know what stage it is in is because at some point you could still get a bank loan to buy it. That's kind of the pre-foreclosure state. That's before things get really serious. And you can go get your loan, make that owner seller an offer and say, I want to buy your home. You've got some equity. Let's, let's go do this. Um, I might get it for a little bit less. You may not get as much equity. We'll figure out what the bank wants and we'll call it a day and you can go on your way. Now the trustee sale, that's where it's at the uh, county courthouse. I uh, did find out that they are back to doing them on the courthouse steps, 701 Ocean Street, Santa Cruz at 1.45 p.m. each day. You can find out where these foreclosures are. And I'm just going to just hold this up. This is a list of properties I looked at in the Santa Cruz record, which I have a subscription to. And you actually can look up and see which ones those are. It'll have the date and time. You can look it up too, because most likely so many of them are canceled. Let me give you an example of one that'll probably be canceled. There is one where the default notice is for, uh, or trustee sale, uh, trustee sale notices for $50,000. Now, we haven't had a lot of houses sell for $50,000 in my area. I've seen them go down at the lowest two, but they've usually been a piece of drunk junk, just, well, drunk, drunk junk, just sliding off the side of the mountain. More than likely, that is going to get cured for that property, and it's going to be canceled. But you can head down to the courthouse steps to try to get one of these properties. It can't be less. It has to be the amount that they put on there. That's where the bank is going to be made whole. And that's where they want their money. So, you know, that that's something to keep in mind. When you go down there, I believe you can have, I think you have to have a check made out to them 
I, I haven't done it. Maybe I should sneak down there and see what it's like, huh? And um, But basically, you got to pay cash. And it's as is. And you don't get to see it. And you don't get your little inspections. You get to ask the seller why they turned the hot water off to the garage. None of that. You're buying as is. So you can... You know, you can check all this out. It's not that hard. So the paper that I was just holding up, there was only 16 of them on there. One of them wasn't actually in our county. One, two, three, five of them are on the market currently. So more than likely they will sell um, through a regular process where you'd be able to get a loan. I also saw a few there that they keep getting canceled. So somehow they keep getting the bank to not finish their foreclosure and take the house. And one of them looked like it was like five or six years they've been doing this. So it's not an easy way to go. It's not always cheaper because what could happen is next year's market, we could see those interest rates go down. We may see a little bit more inventory come up. You may find a house that works for you. And within 30 days, you might actually be able to purchase a property and be done. As I always say, it's time or money in real estate. So you might want to hang on to one of these and try to get it for you know months and months because keep in mind, once you buy it, you may still have an eviction process of the seller or a tenant that's there too. So it's a bit complicated. And I don't know if it's the easiest route. And I don't even think we're there yet where we're at a, a space where this is going to become really commonplace. But if you are experiencing any issues with these, uh, you know, you're not being able to make your mortgage or you've gotten these notices, feel free to give me a call. I can help you uh, wade through the massive amount of paper to understand what they're saying. And of course, if you want to explore buying one and talking about it with me, I'm happy to help you. Michelle Replogle, Coldwell Banker Realty. Talk soon. Hey, it's the realtor lady, Michelle Replogle. Is there a subject you would like me to explore in real estate or maybe about Santa Cruz? feel free to contact me. I'd love to hear from you. Or if you'd like me to help you buy or sell real estate, that's also something that I do. You can contact me on Instagram, live the Santa Cruz life, or on my website, michellesellsforyou.com. That's with one L. My Facebook page, live the Santa Cruz life as well. Or check out my YouTube channel, live the Santa Cruz life with Michelle Replogle. And my email, michelle at michellesellsforyou.com. I would love to hear from you.